Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mapping the College Audition, a podcast where we explore the landscape of the college theater world and try to demystify this daunting audition process. I'm your host, Charlie Murphy, director of MTCA, Musical Theater College Editions, and today we have a hot and soupy show lined up for you. Um, we have known and loved Courtney Young for many years. She's been an MTCA masterclass favorite and just a great human being and teacher. Um, we talk a little bit about parenthood in the episode, but I'll say she is someone who models that so beautifully in terms of an artistic and personal life balance, a real inspiration for me. Um, this is another one of our college deep dive episodes where you get that snackable audio tour into various great theater programs across the country. Uh, today we got into the new standard for working theater moms. We talk about Ithaca training actors first, how MTs and actors work together in their acting training. Um, we talk about the idea of what a triple threat is, and maybe it should be a triple celebration or a triple awe, I think Courtney said. Um, we talk a lot about swimming in the soup and boiling in the soup. There's a lot of soup metaphors. I think Courtney was hungry as we recorded this podcast. Um, we talked about all the yeses that you have to get in this process, the double yes of a pre-screen, the yes of an audition, and then the other yes once you're in the invite pile. It's brutal. Uh, and Courtney gives you some interesting facts of exactly what to say in your interview to pass the Ithaca audition. Well, Megan, before we get to Courtney, what is new in your world? Well, you know what's very new in my world? Um, I have a new favorite coworker. Is it me? Uh, well, you're not new. You've been quite mm. co consistent in my mm. work, MTCA world, being your assistant. But um, this cute little adorable little bald head I'm seeing on the our Zencaster screen <laughs> is my new favorite. I posted about it on social media, but it was so fun getting to see some love from all of you as they, you know, you also got to see my little podcaster in training. This was a bib from Megan who gave it to me. Um and this was all part of this podcast was part of a four episode podcast week for us. It was three with Woo! me and Megan and one for my survivor pod. And it's been so much fun. I'm just like loving doing these pods. It's fun to do them. One of them with Solvay totally on me. Um, mm -hmm. It's just been a real blast. I just also want to say, like, say a big thank you to everyone. Like, I'm loving this so much and I'm loving the feedback we're getting. I even know a few people out there have said they've listened to every episode of both of my podcasts. Now that wow. is some true dedication. That's and a some, lot of Charlie Murphy. It's a lot of Charlie Murphy. And it's like some weird interest, Megan, to be like, I'm really <laughs> into like game theory from a survivor perspective. And I want to know about the musical theater college edition landscape. But if you're that kind of person, we love you. You're my kind of people. You're very niche, very niche. <laughs> very niche. Well, what's not niche is this fun episode with Courtney. So let's get to it. Well, we are honored to have Courtney Young from Ithaca on the pod today. Uh, Courtney has a BFA from NYU, an MFA from Penn State University, as well as a distinguished career as an actor, director, and choreographer, including work as an actor on Broadway and in national tours. Um, she also has some fun credits like being the resident choreographer for Susan Stroman on The Producers on Broadway. And she also was a Rockette, which I find delightful. Um, she is now the assistant professor of musical theater and dance at Ithaca College, where she recently spent four years as program coordinator. Ithaca is located in Ithaca, New York. They take class sizes of about 35 musical theater and acting combined, about 16 in each um, of the disciplines, and offer degrees in acting, a BFA, a musical theater, a BFA, as well as a number of other BFAs and BSs in the theater world. Uh, Courtney, welcome on the pod. How are you doing? 
Thank you so much. It's just delightful to be here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For those of you listening on the audio medium, Courtney has a bright and brilliant smile. So just as she's talking, I just want you to picture just teeth for days um, is what we're getting. Um, <laughs> My orthodontist would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, uh, tell me a little bit before we get into Ithaca, just tell me a little bit about um, how you found yourself teaching or how you find yourself uh, at Ithaca. I, I will. And I like the way you phrased that because I did almost just find myself here. I, I will back up a little bit beyond my MFA at Penn State. So I was a performer. I was in the city. I was doing my thing. I was doing some shows and having a good time and started doing associate directing and associate choreographing and found that I loved that. I uh, started a family. And what I noticed at that point was that nobody was hiring pregnant dancers, <laughs> and which is something we got to fix. <laughs> I don't know how, but we got to fix it. I, um, I started focusing more on the associate work. And during that process, I got an email in my inbox, described the Penn State master's program in directing for musical theater. Mm. And it was one of those moments in life, there was a pin light on it, basically saying, this is for you. And so pregnant with my third child, I threw my name in the hat and um, ended up getting in. And I started this program when um, I had a, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-week-old. Moved to Pennsylvania and said, it's easier to be in grad school than it is to stay home with three children. <laughs> so, Charlie, you have nothing on Courtney's three kids. Yeah, three kids. My <laughs> God. Okay. Well, you know, once you have one, you just roll the others in. <laughs> so I went through Penn State's phenomenal master's program. And in my third year of it, again, there was a pin spot on an email I got in my inbox, and it was the job description for this position that I'm in at Ithaca College. And it might as well have said, we are looking for Courtney Young. The, the job description was exactly my skill set. And so I thought, well, I always thought I would go back to New York City, and I would be a freelance director and choreographer. Mm -hmm. But this... Uh, working with the next generation of musical theater artists thing is really exciting. And um, I, I found a passion for it in grad school. Mm. So I applied for one job in academia out of grad school, this one. <laughs> and <laughs> thankfully, it worked out. So when you say, how did I find myself here? It, it, I, I stumbled into it. Mm. Or I, I listened to the theater gods who put pin spots on the right emails. <laughs> well, I can just say from having you watched, having watched you teach MTCA masterclasses for the past number of years, it fits you like a glove. This, uh, however it found you, it's a, it, it did seem like it had your name written on. Thank um, you. That's really sweet. I, I do want to get into Ithaca a little bit, but now just because you brought it up, I have to talk about it a little bit of like hiring on Broadway, um, mm -hmm. especially hiring pregnant um, people on oh, Broadway. Right. Um, you know, my, my partner is currently in a Broadway show and, and, sort of negotiated what I'm hoping will be the new standard-ish contract of like doing four shows a week, sharing a role, and then eventually doing six shows a week. You know, all these, like this thing where we're like a really, this is beautiful and it's such a, it's an amazing thing that's for our family planning and we're so happy for it. And then, you know, I just noticed like in her show, but there are other pregnant women. There are still dancers and there, you know, it's like she mm -hmm. was able to negotiate that contract. That is such a big win and I see people celebrating it out there. But there is still a step of like, God, imagine if you had to dance eight shows a week and you have, you know, a, a two-month-old baby, or if you have a three-month-old baby, or, you know, those kind of things. I am so proud of her. Good for her for even thinking of that. That is a step in the right direction of making theater and family life something that is doable. I think it was a really nice moment of equity, just of like, everyone's talking about equity right now in a lot of different ways. And for us to be able to be like, if we're going to come back, here's how it's going to have to happen. You're going to have to be able to support this this family. And I think hopefully will become a new standard. We're, we're knocking on wood now. We, I could be saying that in two years from now. I'd be like, no, that doesn't happen anymore. That, that was a one-time contract. Well, hope, hopefully not. Hopefully this is progress and the industry headed in the right direction. Hmm. Um, okay, enough about me. Let's get to Ithaca, shall we? Um, okay. So I would love to just hear a little bit in brief what you think it means to be an Ithaca student. I really think that one of the things that we do best is accept individuals and then foster that individual's, um, yes, talents and strengthen what they what comes in already strong and then bolster everything that needs a little more attention, but also foster them as individuals. What is important to you uh, as framed by musical theater? 
or or even not? Like, what else do you love to do that we can help support you in and find you guidance in? Um, well, the students here are, yes, they're incredibly focused just because they got in. They're, <laughs> they're focused, they're driven, they're talented, they're committed to their art form. Um, there is there tends to be a love of nature in the students here because you know, that might not, be in the whole college right that might not just be musical theater yeah i think so um somebody who really appreciates being outdoors and appreciates mm-hmm. the beauty of uh, the landscape right appreciates four seasons <laughs> um and she means winter. Really loves winter, likes to embrace the winter <laughs> and hopes that it lasts half of every year. <laughs> <laughs> and the students tend to be progressive. They tend to be liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time talking about politics or really any time talking about politics in my courses. Uh, that's not my job. Um, and yet those are the students who tend to find themselves here. Mm. So imagine I'm coming in, I've done the audition, I'm, I'm this beautiful individual, you've never seen anyone quite like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> um, how am I gonna change four years later? So what, what, are, what am I gonna learn and how am I gonna grow specifically as a musical theater um, student? That's a great question. I, we train the full artist. Um, so if we're talking about the skills, the sort of nuts and bolts, three-legged stool of musical theater, um, our training is completely acting based in the first two years of the training the acting students and the musical theater students are all in the same acting voice voice and speech and movement courses the musical theater students then add in the dance and the voice and musicianship um, and keyboarding Um, but there are some professors who teach the acting classes or the voice and movement or speech courses. And unless they have a list in front of them, they don't know which students are acting uh-huh. BFA and which are musical theater BFA. Yep. So they're really training together and getting the foundational work of being good actors. Because that's all musical theater is. It's acting while you're singing and acting while you're dancing. Um, so then in the second semester of the sophomore year, uh, the musical theater studio courses begin. And that's a four semester um, sequence. Um, it's four semesters because at Ithaca, there is a semester, the second semester of junior year, when the students can choose to go to London. Mm-hmm. So um, they can they can make progress in their degree while they're in London, but there's not a musical theater studio course in London mm-hmm. yet. So, and, and I mentioned it briefly before, but I think what we do is if a student comes in a really strong singer, um, solid actor who's never been in a dance studio before, we make them better in all three areas, right? Um, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of the phrase triple threat. I don't even really know what it means and why is it a threat? Ooh, a threat too, yeah, exactly. Triple <laughs> celebration or something. <laughs> like, if you've achieved that, you're not a threat, you're an awe, <laughs> triple awe. Um, you know, I, I just firmly believe that there is a place for everyone in theater. And yes, there are a handful of people that you and I can name that we can say, okay, yeah, they fall under this weird label of triple threat. Mm -hmm. But the rest of us do some things really well and other things not quite as well, but we're still getting work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's okay. We're just bolstering students in all areas, starting from wherever they are when they walk in the door, when they accept the invitation to come to Ithaca College. But and you guys would feel comfortable saying we are an acting focused musical theater school, that we're training everyone as actors first. And then in terms of a, highlighting a discipline, that one's going to get a little bit more weight at, at your school. I absolutely I feel comfortable with that. That's something that we pride ourselves on. Um, and I think it's something that shows in our alumni when they mm-hmm. are in the industry. Totally makes sense. Um, what about outside of the theater program? Uh, we talked a little bit about loving winter and you know maybe progressive <laughs> politics, but is there anything else that sort of uh, Ithaca College is going to provide to a musical theater student outside of the the theater program? Well, it's a great liberal arts program. Um, it's strong academics across the board. Um, you are going to have to take courses outside of musical theater, and 
for some students, they don't want that. For others, they really crave that. It is my belief that a liberal arts education can only serve to enhance the artist. Um, so, you know, taking elementary Italian is only going to, I don't know, help you when you do light in the piazza. <laughs> it just, I think that the more um, experiences that we have in life, the better we are as artists. Mm. So, you know, there are liberal arts requirements um, and the education is strong. It's um, it's I, I am in awe of all of the faculty that I meet on this campus, to be honest. I have not met anybody that I've thought, oh, why are you here? You know, I think it's um, it's a college within a town where our industry is education. So in this little town of 30,000 people, Ithaca, New York, um, during the academic months, there are 60,000 people, and those additional 30,000 are all students. So we have Ithaca College here and Cornell University. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it serves to create a town where that is, it's really full of interesting people doing interesting things. Mm. Um, for a town of its size, uh, there is quite a lot going on. There's something every night of the week that I can't attend because I go home to my family and make dinner. Um, but if you want to find something to do, there is something interesting to do. Uh, there's great theater here. There's great art, uh, visual arts. There's phenomenal music. Ithaca College started as a school of music. Um, and that program, the School of Music, is still heralded in the country. Mm-hmm. There are two taglines in for the town of Ithaca that I think are um, tell you a lot about what it's like to live here. One of them is Ithaca is gorgeous, G-O-R-G-E-S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is indeed gorgeous and gorgeous. There are literal waterfalls all over the place. You walk around downtown and you run into a waterfall. It's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, The other tagline is Ithaca 10 square miles surrounded by reality. And there's some truth there too. It is this like magical little um, Oz kind of a place where um, people are proud to be here. There's a, a real energy towards all things local. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's a funny little spot. I was a New York City snob and thought I would live there for my entire life and find myself very um, happy here as long as I can get to New York a couple times a year. Mm, for sure, for sure. Um, what about, let me ask you, um, if let's say a student has gotten into Ithaca and a number of other really strong programs, are there any reasons that you find consistently that a student would not choose Ithaca where you go, it seems like this is what made them go to that other school? Uh, if they love a Big Ten football game, <laughs> we have sports here. Um, we have sports here. <laughs> not... More like a Quidditch sports? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> like, uh, we have all the kinds of sports, uh, but I, I can't name them. <laughs> no. uh, you know, if you're really looking for a Greek life or, um, you know, that football stadium with 100,000 people in it, um, or if you want to go to school in the city. I mean, frankly, that's what I did. I went to a small school in India, Indianapolis for my first year, and it wasn't where I wanted to be. And I transferred to NYU because I really wanted to be in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that is purely individual. And um, what I know for sure is that all of the students who want to pursue musical theater in academia are going to find their artistic homes. I know that for sure. And the students have to weigh all the factors. They have to Mm -hmm. weigh location and how far it is from home and whether or not their parents went there or their grandparents and the the cost of the institution, which is sometimes prohibitive at Ithaca Mm -hmm. College. Um, So I'd say the things that I hear most are, I wanted to be in the city or, Ithaca College was more expensive than mm-hmm. we could afford, that kind of thing. Totally. Um, what about, we talked a little bit about actors versus musical theater majors. I'd love to kind of speak to, because we have a lot of 
acting students who sing um, mm -hmm. and who maybe are straddling that line and go, mm -hmm. I am an actor, I want, but I still think I want musical theater to be part of my life. What right. does the musical training look like for an actor? And mm -hmm. or if you want to speak, I know um, sometimes Ithaca, you, you would might apply as a musical theater major and be offered an acting spot. So what would that look like if I'm right on that edge to go, I don't, I'm not totally sure which direction I'm going to go in? Absolutely. Um, so with the acting degree, um, we have lots of students who come in for the BFA in acting who also sing and dance, uh, which is wonderful. And many of them do take voice lessons in the School of Music. All of our voice lessons for musical theater are also through the School of Music with their mm -hmm. um, amazing voice faculty. So the students can always register for those voice lessons. Uh, there is there are dance requirements in the acting degree, and then the students can always um, ask the faculty members if they can continue the dance training if they're interested. Mm -hmm. There is also a dance minor. So we have acting students who minor in dance and then also take voice lessons. One of the things that I, I think Ithaca does really well, one of the other things I think Ithaca does really well is um, in our casting. Never is there a time when we say, oh, the acting students can only be in the plays and the musical theater students can only be in the musicals. It really is um, what's the best opportunity for this student at this time? What do they need for growth? And it is um, it is common to have an acting student as the lead in the musical and a musical theater student as a lead in the play. That mm. happens all the time. So we're not di different. There's no hard and fast line between the two. We're all swimming in the soup together. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be swimming in soup, but that's fine. <laughs> um, what about the hangar theater? I know you guys have the, the professional theater right there. Is there any official interaction between the two programs? You know, there's not official interaction, but there is um, unofficial interaction and support. <laughs> the Hangar has a professional development program, and our students often uh, audition for and are accepted into that mm. program. We also have the benefit of um, getting the artistic director. Um, it recently changed over. It was Mike Michael Barakiva, and now it's um, uh, Shirley Sorotsky. Uh, they come and do classes with our students, which is phenomenal. And then also the students have the opportunity to audition. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the hangar and other theaters in town, there's another great theater called the Kitchen Theater. They will come and observe our auditions at the beginning of each semester with mm -hmm. the intent of um, casting some students in their productions. Oh, and another theater, the Cherry Arts Theater, is doing some really beautiful new works. So those three theaters will audition our students. And um, if it works pedagogically for that student, the students can be cast in those productions while they are here at Ithaca College. So, so cool. Um, all right, well, let's take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the Ithaca audition. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back with Courtney Young to talk a little bit about the Ithaca audition. Um, okay, Courtney, in short, what do you think makes a great audition for you? Ooh, that is the question of all questions for any audition ever. Ain't that the truth? So when you boil it down, when you boil down your soup, we can keep the soup analogy. Can't we? <laughs> Wait, while you're swimming in it, you're going to boil it down? That sound <laughs> Ouch! Right. It's not going to be a perfect analogy. Mm -mm. We are looking for the same thing the students are looking for. Who do we want to spend four years with, right? 
This is a relationship. This is a long-term relationship. We are looking for individuals to walk into the room to show us who they are. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping that we are interacting with them in a way that they also get a sense of who we are. You know, once you get through the pre-screen, which we can talk about the pre-screen process as well, as if and you would we like. Will. Oh, yeah. Oh, we will. Okay. Uh, but once you get through the pre-screen, we know that you have talent. So at that point, it is, here I am. Remember me. Here are my pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to just see that what we saw on the pre-screen is repeatable. It wasn't overly edited or something. And or wasn't the one one good time that you, <laughs> one good take <laughs> that you had. But really, we want to get to know who the human is. Mm. Um, so yes, the students will come in and they will do two songs and one monologue for musical theater. They'll do two monologues for acting. And we'll ask them some questions. Um, you know, I like to ask them, hey, what do you do when you're not doing theater? Mm-hmm. And I guess the answers that I gravitate towards tend to be things really outside of performance. Um, you know, so if somebody says, well, I sing in my choir. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's still theater, <laughs> sort of. I mean, in a way, uh, still performing. But when somebody says, well, I'm an Eagle Scout and my project is, I don't, I don't know what Eagle Scout projects would be, but, or I love to volunteer with children with special needs or, you know, just anything, or I, I love to read and I'm currently reading such and such a series. It's just good to get to know the whole person because through the pre-screen and through the audition, we get to know the, the performer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to know who else you are. Courtney, you're going to get a lot of Eagle Scouts and volunteers and you're, you're going to see this next year and you're going to be like, wow, so many Eagle Scouts. That's just what I'm going to say. Phenomenal. They're all now running out and trying to sign up for Boy Scouts. Some badges and stuff. People are tying knots, all the stuff that happens. A lot of avid readers. <laughs> avid readers. I want to know about you, people listening. I want to know about who you are. Yes. Um, is there anything that you feel like you really don't want to see in an audition, whether it's in the material or if it's in the approach of the audition itself? Um, so for the material, there's nothing that I don't want to see. Um, I don't believe in lists of don't do this, don't do that. I prefer if you sing age appropriate material, but, um, everyone with MTCA knows that. Um, and uh, not to make you be too, you don't have to give me a specific number, but tell me, what do you mean by age appropriate material? Cause I do think sometimes, um, parents in especially will be anxious when they go, does that mean she has to be 17? Does that mean like to you, what does that feel like, um, to mean this age appropriate versus maybe if it's easier to define what age inappropriate would be for you? Right. Okay. So I think that the age appropriate material, I think it's expansive, right? Uh, if I had to pick a number of years, I'd say 10-ish years, a 10-year mm-hmm. span. Um, there's some wiggle room there. There's some songs that can be any age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what is not appropriate is a character who is clearly going through some midlife something or other, right? That has a breadth of life experience that these students just don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Um there's no hard and fast rule, but I think the closer to the age of the individual, the better, or the more um, generic songs, like a, mm-hmm. a standard or something. Uh, I don't mind it if I've heard the song three times in that day, because um, it's just whatever the student loves to sing, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the student loves to sing and shows off what they have. Um Sometimes it works um, in the, to the opposite effect when it's something new. If somebody's mm-hmm. singing something that I've never heard, I start to question my validity in my position. <laughs> <laughs> I think, wait a minute, if I don't know every song in the musical theater canon, should I really be sitting here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I'm focusing on myself and I'm not focusing on the student and what they're bringing into the room. How might these answers be a little different in terms of what you're looking for in that first pre-screen audition? the pre-screen. I mean, it's so strange and so awkward. And yet we're all getting really good at it now, thanks to COVID-19. We see the same material in the room that you did on your pre-screen. And that is because um, 
you know, I might watch your pre-screen, but then my colleagues will see you in the room. I am not at every audition, nor do I watch every pre-screen. We have a team. Um, so the best that you can do, and this is terrible, be yourself. People don't like to hear that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but truly, as much as you can illuminate to the viewer who you are through your material. And that may mean that you're taking the piece out of context of the show um, and just uh, illuminating what is important to you. And I wish I could give more specifics on that because it doesn't feel like that answer does the students justice because that answer only produces more questions. Um, it, it's incredibly broad, but it's like that is that is the difficult void we're all staring into, right? right. Basically, it's it's be yourself as long as that's an Eagle Scout who's well read and volunteers. <laughs> if you're those three things, you're going to get into Ithaca. Thomas from Courtney you're today. In. You're it. Um, no, I know that that is tough, but but I think it's also helpful for the students sometimes to hear what are the different ways that schools use pre-screen? So what is the process? What does it look like for you in terms of how you're viewing it? And then does that get continually viewed throughout the process? Is it viewed once and it's then we're done with it? Great question. So I will get a pre-screen in my inbox and I look at it and I give my two cents on it. Um, and then it goes to another one of my colleagues and that colleague cannot see my response and that colleague responds. Hmm. Um, we are a double yes. So two people on faculty need to say yes before you are invited into the room. Uh, we do go back to the pre-screens. Um, we will, um, for instance, we don't currently have a live dance call. So we really go back to that dance submission in the pre-screens. Um, when we are, well, I sometimes, <laughs> I sometimes put them on within the room while the student is auditioning. And not oh, yeah. that I'm- That you're watching them dance while you watch them sing? <laughs> well, I usually don't do that, but I'll just play it for a few minutes to remind myself, not a few minutes. That's a true triple threat if you're doing it all six at once. Seconds. I'll play it for mm -hmm. six seconds and go, oh yeah, tell me about your um, experience in a dance studio or tell me mm -hmm. about- Tell me about dance. What do you, mm -hmm. how do you feel about dance? Um, so we go back to it for that. And then at the end, when we have our list of the students that we're really excited about and are inviting to come to Ithaca College, we will go back through because unfortunately we can't invite our whole list. Mm -hmm. um, so we go back through and we just evaluate all the material again. And, uh, they need like a double and a triple yes. There's so many yeses they need. It's unbelievable. First, well, they got the double yes, then they get in the yes pile, then they need a quadruple yes to actually get the invite. My well, God. The, the first yes is really easy. And that's always so clear. I mm -hmm. mean, yes, absolutely. Come, come. We want to meet you. Mm -hmm. um, the other yeses down the line, it's more like casting. Who is going to be in our cast this year? What would our mm -hmm. ideal cast look like? And, you know, we can't have all five eight brunettes who are strong dancers and sing really well and good actors as courtney points to herself with a gorgeous <laughs> smile don't forget the orthodontist um you mentioned the dance video so i'd love to hear especially for a school like you where, where there isn't a live dance call what are you looking for in the dance pre-screen video maybe even we can talk to two different groups from the more advanced dancers but then also from the more beginning dancers what are you kind of looking for in the, the pre-screen dance video Sure. So for the more beginning dancers, I would say beginning and intermediate, uh, looking for a comfort and a facility with their bodies, looking for a student who can tell a story with their bodies. It really is not about whether or not you can point your foot at that point. We'll help you with that. It is, again, we are an acting-based training program. And can you start to tell story through mm -hmm. movement with the script of the choreography? Um, for the more advanced dancers, uh, show us what you got. It's thrilling. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean you just show us all your tricks, right? Give us a little nuance. Give us a little rhythm. Give us a trick or two because those are fun. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it is evident within three seconds whether mm -hmm. or not a student is a dancer. And... Uh, you know, beyond that. And, oh, and the, the advanced dancers have to also tell a story, <laughs> do a trick and tell a story. Mm -hmm. um, uh, beyond that is just the um, facility, the, the comfort of the movement in the body and the storytelling. Mm. 
I love it. Um, what about, this is my favorite question. What about like, if you had to estimate, now let's say you've already passed the pre-screen, I'm now in the room, mm -hmm. how much of that decision of the final, whether I make it into that final invite pile to be called down mm -hmm. is based on my talent. So how talented I am as a singer and an actor mm -hmm. um, versus maybe some of those intangibles of the interview questions and the adjustments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How much um, is one category versus the other if you had to estimate? So once, once the boxes are checked that yes, this person sings with a healthy instrument. Yes, this person has a comfort in their body. Yes, they make choices in their in all of their pieces. Um, then uh, on the pre-screens, just behind the curtain, we have actual two little boxes that are, this is someone I would want to work with. Mm -hmm. And this uh, student has uh, something unique about them. Hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, ooh, I'm not sure about the healthy instrument at this point. I'm talking the pre-screen mm -hmm. uh, process. I'm not sure about the healthy instrument, but I know this is somebody that I'm really intrigued by, and I'd like to see this person in the room. There's something mm -hmm. about them. So then when they come to the room, we get to evaluate all of that. Um, uh, look, I mean, all of us, none of us <laughs> wants to spend time in a room with people we don't want to be with, right? Mm -hmm. So it is about finding that match, to use the online dating analogy. It, it, it is speed dating. The audition process is speed dating. And do you want to spend time with us? And do we want to spend time with you? That's really what mm -hmm. it's about. And we hope that we give a sense of who we are in the audition process also, especially now, because not every student is able to come to campus these days. Mm -hmm. So we hope they get to spend enough time with us that they get to know who we are and they can make that choice for themselves as well. Totally. Um, and then what about, let's say artistically, it's a yes. I've gotten four yeses already from you guys. What, how does that interact with the school in terms of academics, um, mm. their grades, their SATs? Uh, if you want someone, can you definitely take them? How, is there a lot of input from the academic university? They do have to get into the school. So they have to, you know, fill out their common apps and get into the school. Um, now, if there is a particularly, um, if there's a student that we are really excited about who, you know, the academics don't line up quite in the way that they need to, there is some wiggle room there. Um, but it's only some wiggle room. <laughs> it's not an immense amount of wiggle room. Um, we want them to have success, right? When they, they've gone through this whole process for a year, we want them to be successful wherever they end up. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to bring them here if we, if we don't think that we can do that. But for the most part for you, if they're over the academic bar of the school, the difference between anything above that is bonus points. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, and then what about, I just love to hear a little, you're talking a bit about it, I know, as, you, as you're watching dance while they're singing and acting, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but how does the interaction between disciplines work in terms of, I know you said you're waiting, acting a little bit more from the school's, you know, sort of mission statement perspective. Do you weigh disciplines more as, you know, a musical theater student is auditioning? Does the acting get weighed more? Does the singing get weighed more? Does, how, how does the dance get weighed um, mm -hmm. as you're looking at, you know, do you throw out one of the the bottom scores or do you factor them all evenly? How does that kind of work with you in terms of disciplines? Good question. So if the individual does not have a healthy instrument. And by, you mean voice by that? A healthy voice. instrument? Yeah, yeah. A healthy voice and is not using it properly, then we can't accept that student. Um, so I would say that uh, the vocal capacity and the acting capacity really go hand in hand. Um, Dance is important. We have to date never eliminated somebody because they don't have uh, dance ability. Uh, so it's more that it can help you than that it'll really hurt you if you don't have it. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if students walk in the doors never having had a dance class and they can leave dancers. If they have an instrument that is compatible and if they're willing to work really hard. I have seen it happen all the time. There's one student here now who I'm so excited about. Every time I see him dance, I just think, oh my gosh, you had never had a class before you walked <laughs> through these doors. This is phenomenal. So uh, we can get you there. And you, even if you're not going to you know, audition for an Andy Blinkabula show, then you will, you will have comfort in your body. You will be able to pick up a strong mover combination. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you'll know where you fit within the industry. Hmm, I love it. Um, you've given so much advice already, but is there a kind of general piece of advice you'd want to give to prospective students who are looking at your school? I think that they're so brave for going through this whole process. Adding this to the senior year of high school is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so one piece of advice is find time to enjoy being in high school. Uh, you don't get to go back to it. So enjoy it while you can. Make sure you do get to the football Despite games. my nightmares, which always end, <laughs> I end up back in high school sometimes, but not actually. Not actually, right. And then just knowing and trusting that you will find your artistic home. Mm. You will find it. And if for some reason you don't the first time, well, you can transfer. <laughs> and that's okay, too, from somebody who did transfer. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's such a good advice. Um, let's just wrap up with a couple questions. I, I want to talk a little bit about um, this specific moment um, in terms of the challenges of 2021 um, right. and maybe how your school is kind of prepared to meet the moment. So right. both from the discussions of, of racial equity and the demands for that, um, but also just discussions of a virtual world and how mm. the industry is potentially changing. I'm, you know, I know a lot of schools are kind of scrambling to, to talk about that. So take which either ever side of that question you want to, but talk a little bit about 2021. Sure. Absolutely. There is no doubt that we are in a time of great change and in a lot of ways, really necessary change. Like we, we are long overdue. Um, and uh, this is where I like my soup analogy. <laughs> um, as far as racial justice is concerned, Ithaca College has been for a long time swimming in the soup of it. Um, and that has increased since May of 2020 when George Floyd was murdered. And uh, rightly so. Uh, nobody knows how to do this in the quote unquote right way. But I have to say, we are all in the Department of Theater Arts, Ithaca College at large, students, faculty, staff, everyone is swimming around in it and trying to sort it out. Uh, some ways that we have started to address it certainly are in season selection. What are we choosing to put on stage? Who is writing those pieces? Who is in those pieces? What is the message of those pieces? Um, and for instance, last year, last fall, we were supposed to do um, Sweeney Todd as our musical. And uh, then the pandemic happened and then George Floyd was murdered and uh, the world changed. And so we came back to school in August and said, Sweeney Todd, great musical, one of the greatest of all times. Why now? Mm -hmm. And we couldn't find a reason to do it. And so we shifted and um, we brought in Douglas Lyons, who at that point was an up and coming uh, creator of musical theater. And now he has a Broadway show. Um, <laughs> we brought in Douglas Lyons and we did um, basically a compilation production of his works. We called it Moments, mm -hmm. An Evening of Douglas Lyons. Um, and we brought in Jalen Levinston, who directed the piece. And Jalen is, so Douglas's piece, um, Chicken and Biscuits, is on Broadway now. And Jalen is the director. With friend of the pod, Devere Rogers, in it. No big deal. That's our second guest. Phenomenal. Come on. Phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of them all. I mean, there, there's Douglas on the front page of the arts section a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. So, you know, one of the pieces that it was in moments, um, was something that Douglas wrote in the summer of 2020, and it dealt with um, the police force and and the embedded racism within the police force, and uh, it was really powerful. So you know, we we're not afraid to say, "Whoa, wait a minute, what are we doing wrong here? How do we make it better? How do we move forward in the best way that we know how to?" Mm -hmm. um, We've added students to every committee, so students have a voice in, in everything that's happening. Um, uh, you know, this is their experience, and the faculty and staff come with a lot of knowledge and a lot of um, history in the industry. Uh, and we can serve the students through um, just the way that they want to learn, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the whole remote theater thing. We did that last year. That was exciting. Um, it's not going away. And I think certainly remote auditions are not going away. So we're training the students and how to best showcase themselves in this medium. 
You know, mm-hmm. our audition class focuses a lot on the self tape or the remote callback. Or <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not going to say it's positive, positive or negative. It just is what it is. Yeah, it's the reality of the business. I mean, whether or not remote theater goes away, which. I hope to God that it does, but whether or not that certainly auditions and self tapes are not going away. I mean, there are certain aspects of it where it's just, it is beautifully convenient. You can book a role from across the country. I mean, there are things that you can do, which is amazing and wonderful. And then there's, you know, watching a a zoom concert that I want (laughs) to not do ever again in my life. Charlie, you can book a role from the comfort of your own nursery. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. (laughs) Change a baby and Uh, book a roll. (laughs) Exactly. There's a tight close up on me as I'm changing. (laughs) Um, What about, uh, did you say that the 2022 audition season, are you guys keeping um, virtual auditions? So we are going to be live at Unifieds and then we're also going to have a virtual option. And is that just for this season or is that, I mean, this is now we're in October of 2021, so you're not committed to this forever, but is that the idea that it it might be continuing onward or is that the idea that it would be just this year and you're going to keep evaluating? I believe it would be um, that we would keep it because it does create equity for students who aren't able to travel and yeah. you know book their airfare and hotel and dine out and <laughs> all of that it's really important we got to make them down the walls that's that's cruel that's really that's a part of the audition you have to, to go to dinner my god <laughs> well they don't have to <laughs> they don't have to eat if they don't want to um what about if people wanted to follow you in the world ah. are you a social media person that they'd want to add and tag I do. I am Courtney at CourtneyYoung.me. Mm-hmm. They can follow me on Instagram at CourtneyYoungNYC. There are two Ys next to each other, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-Y-O-U-N-G-N-Y-C. And this is where we recommend if you want to send some um, like soup photos to Courtney, just send her your favorite <laughs> soup recipes um, for the analogies. That would be great on the Instagram. You can just send soup. Should I be yeah, giving my Yeah, Bribe Courtney by sending her soup um, to get into Ithaca. That plus I'm a vegetarian. Cow. <laughs> well, she's giving you requests and vegetarian. My God. All right, well, once we've reached the soup request, we know it's time to wrap up. Courtney, thank you so much for the time today. It was so fun getting to chat with you. It's always delightful seeing you, Charlie. And yes. thank you for all the work that you are doing at MTCA. Uh, we so appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Courtney. I thought she was, as always, bright and warm and lovely. Um, She may have decried the term triple threat. She is a triple awe herself. Um, I just want to take a second and highlight um, something Courtney said about this kind of two-way interaction of the process. Um, She made that analogy of like dating or, or speed dating specifically. And we often make that analogy when talking about this process. It applies so much in so many ways. Um, I think first few things in life are as nerve wracking as auditioning, especially like this kind of high stakes whole person audition, as opposed to an audition that's just like part specific. But dating is definitely one of those things, right? Dating for me, I'll say, is where I have sweat more in my life in cold rooms. It's just like always makes me nervous. I'm always sweating more dating for me worse than auditioning. Um, But there are lots of ways in which it's really similar, right? Um, You can talk about the way you present yourself on a date or an audition, you know, what kind of representative you bring in the room, how you deal with those nerves, et cetera. Um, But I love that Courtney hit on the idea of how reciprocal the process should be. We often talk about this as we get deep into the audition swing when it comes to results, you know, as we hit that idea of trying to find your fit. uh, It's part of the many reasons it's so important to focus on revealing your authentic self, because the point is not to trick yourself into school, right? Courtney talked about these as long-term relationships. Would a long-term relationship work if you show some very different version of yourself on the first date, and then you have to spend four years continuing to try to pretend to be that person? No, that's crazy, right? The same way you wouldn't want to be in a romantic relationship or even a friendship with a person who didn't love the real you, you wouldn't actually flourish at a school that wasn't interested in what you actually bring to the table. Um, And of course, this analogy works well in the sense that the vast majority of our students leave the process with multiple options. No big deal, humble brag. So as much as this process is about getting the yes from the schools, it is also about gathering that information for who's going to get your yes. So it's not just about, you know, who says yes to you, but who you're going to actually put a deposit down and go to school at the end of all this. But one of the many reasons I'm highlighting this, and I think maybe um, what I was really struck by in the way Courtney used this advice, was Courtney brought up this idea of dating 
as audition advice, what, how it's actually going to help you do a better audition, which I think is really helpful. Um, that act of investigating them as much as they are investigating you is not only helpful later in the process, but it will help ground your energy and potentially calm your nerves or, or calm your adrenaline a bit and let you lead more productively in the room, right? If you have too much of that lean forward, that kind of energy that says like, God, I hope I get it. We don't really get to meet the real you, right? Because we're meeting that nervous sort of representative version of yourself in the same way that if your nerves make you shrink back into God, I hope I don't mess up mode, we also miss out on the chance to have that positive symbiotic interaction. There is a palpable difference in energy when someone is working where there's input and output going both ways, right? If you're having an experience with them as opposed to showing something to them, you leave that room for the possibility that something new and magical will happen as a connection in the room, right? If you're only focused on what you're outputting, it won't let you share the room or the experience organically. It's not exactly a 50-50 balance. I think for an auditioner, it's not like it's going to be half listening, half outputting, right? You're definitely the one on stage and the onus is on you to share. So you can't focus only on that listening portion. But often the needle on the gauge can use a little bit more tweaking toward the listening and learning as opposed to what am I performing? What am I going to do? How did my monologues go, right? If you can think to yourself, what did I learn about this auditor? What questions, you know, when, when they asked me a question, how did the interview go back and forth as opposed to just what did I say? What was the smart answer I gave about being an Eagle Scout or all the things we talked about today? Um, I personally, by the way, think this is really good dating advice as well. So if you're interested in like a Charlie Murphy dating advice podcast, that'll be my next podcast. My third podcast oh as, um, as Elizabeth divorces me is going to be all about um, dating advice. But for now, if you love this podcast and you want to hear more, please hit that follow button. We'd also appreciate it if you were going to rate, review, comment, let people know about how much you love our pod. We love it. And I know you love it if you're listening this deep into the episode. So please, a little share is fantastic. Um, we also suggest five stars if you would order soup on a date and a terrified five stars if you're worried about splashing. Um, you can also reach out to us with questions for the pod at mailbag at mappingthecollegeedition.com or reach out directly to Megan and me. Um, you could grace us with a follow on Insta or Twitter if you're such a person. I'm Charmer7 on both platforms. Megan is at MeganMarie2014. If you're interested in working with MTCA for help with your individual prep for your college audition journey, please check us out at mtcollegeauditions.com. You can also follow us at, at Musical Theater College Auditions or at TweetMTCA on Twitter. That first one is on Instagram. And coming soon to a TikTok near you, breaking news on this pod. To my young artists out there mapping their journeys, please read your darn emails. There might be something life-changing in them. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.